Hello, and welcome to the Zero to Hired podcast, the show that helps struggling job seekers find a career that's right for you. In every episode, we have one mission, to provide you with unique tips and strategies from leading industry experts that will get you in front of hiring managers. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Zero to Hire podcast. Today, I've got Nav K. Chohan. Chohan. I, you know, I've been like messing this up all day long. Nav K. Chohan, who is a stylist, designer, fashionista, been featured on Breakfast Television here in Toronto, also been featured in Toronto Men's Fashion Week. And today, we're going to talk about dressing for success. And this is why we've brought Nav K. We brought Nav onto the, to the Zero to Hired podcast because I want to make sure that you always look your best when you're in the interview. So please help me welcome Nav. Hey Nav. Ooh, I feel like Hi, I need John. I need like a, a little machine that does the applause does thing. The applause. <laughs> so this is really cool. So I'm really excited to have you on the Zero to Hired podcast. I know you and I have been going back and forth. How I met Nav was through actually purchasing some attire from her, particularly a pocket square and what do you call those? I call a it lapel a man pin? a lapel pin. I call it a what man you call a it? man brooch. <laughs> People were calling it man brooch. But you know, it, it's really about looking your best. And you know, I talk about this quite a bit. We've done this on videos before, and I know even last year when we were putting some content together around this. It's always about dressing your best because you only get one chance to make your first impression, right? Right. So give us a little bit about your, your backstory and, you know, how you kind of fell into all of this. And then we'll go into, you know, getting some tips from you on how our audience members can look their best. Okay, well, um, I started NavK Collection, which is the men's accessories brand, after I was blogging for a bit in uh, women's fashion and styling for a bit <clears throat> and then realized that, I need to style my husband a little bit. He's very monochromatic and he always wears suits. So it's always dark blues, grays, blacks, whites, as the darkest colors he could possibly find in the stores he'll wear. And so I started bringing in more color and more pattern into his life because that's what I am. I'm all about that. And then people started recognizing him more and started asking him where he got his pocket squares from and who styled him or or where he got his tie from and things like that. And then um, from there, I decided to do a test market with someone that I knew. And um, I did a little test market. All the pocket squares sold within six weeks. Wow. Um, and there was about 36 pocket squares. So that was really fast. And then I started NavK Collection from there. Nice. Yep. So, so... Great. So this is fantastic. So, and this is what I want to talk about because it's really, you know, monochromatic, black and white, blues, you know, it's a standard outfit for gentlemen to wear. And I, I also want to make sure that we don't neglect our female audience because I know you have some tips and suggestions on how they can dress their best as well, right? right? Uh, but to specific, uh, specifically, you know, so for men, so we're talking about people going into interviews and one of the concerns might be, you know, am I dressing too loud? So let's start with the basics. As a, as a basic attire, a man or, you know, a young man or a new Canadian that's going into an interview, what is some of the basics that they need to have for sure to, to look their best? 100%. A two-piece suit, usually black or gray, is are the best options. They're the easiest to find because they're the first things that come out every season are blacks and grays. A two-piece suit is great. <clears throat> Try to find something that's tailored. If it's not tailored, 
try to get it a bit fitted to you. Okay. Um, things like the way that you would know if something, if a blazer, for example, was not to fit, um, <clears throat> your what is this called? Your cuffs? <laughs> your cuffs. <laughs> your arms? <laughs> <laughs> the arm length of your blazer is either too long or too short. So it either goes beyond your thumb, mm -hmm. uh, your thumb muscle where your wrist is, or it's too high up. Um, that's usually the only concern that you would have um, if you're buying a basic blazer. And then same with the pants. If you get a pair of dress pants and they're a bit too long or a bit too short, just adjust them accordingly. Everything else is no one else will figure it out okay. if it's not tailored. Um, get a white dress shirt. It can be plain or patterned, doesn't matter as long as it's white with a base of white. Um, and then look for either a black or a dark blue necktie. Black or dark? So is a tie, so, so this is interesting. So quick thing, um, I know for myself, one of the things I always struggle with is finding the right arm length. And I always get my sleeves adjusted. And, you know, for those of you out there, you don't have to go out and buy a custom suit. If no. you can, perfect. You know, that that's the ideal. Who doesn't want a custom suit if it's like a glove? But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good manufacturers out there now that make really good, you know, suits for men and jackets for men. And I know for myself, I have to adjust my sleeves quite a bit. Because right. I like to have it just on the shorter side. So it's, you know, a little bit of my shirt cuff sticks out. Because I always find that's a classic look. And yeah. It's in all the great magazines. So uh, ties. So we, you're talking about ties, black and white, you know, it, it, or not black and white, but like a dark color tie, black or blue. Are ties really necessary? It depends on where you go and your personality. If your personality is more on the conservative side, it's more you want to be taken a little more seriously when you're at your interview or the job is a, a bit higher than a manager, director role. Um, then it would be best to wear a tie, regardless of if you know that the interviewer will be wearing a tie or not. I don't know how you would know that information, but even if you did know that the workplace was a little more conservative, mm -hmm. this is your first chance and possibly your only chance to show them who you are without even saying a word. And so you want to be able to come in with your best suit on and your best way of looking um, <clears throat> more on the positive side and more on the structured side and more that you're taking this job seriously, whether you get the job or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and you know, it, it's also, it's always easier to, to remove something than to add exactly. something that you're missing. Right. So if you're wearing a tie and you get there and you see that absolutely nobody's wearing a tie and they're wearing shorts and flip flops, then you just remove your tie and you still right. look professional uh, but it's definitely easier going in having it than not having it. So, exactly. uh, so in that case, so what's your impression? So if if somebody goes into a really casual work environment, um, you know, do they continue to stay fully suited, or do they kind of remove things to to take away uh, some of the seriousness from their look? I mean, it depends on the individual themselves. <clears throat> from my perspective, if I were to see someone who walked in with a suit and a tie every day, I would just think that they're probably a director or a VP. Mm -hmm. Although where I work now, um, the directors and VPs that walk around my area aren't actually in a suit and tie. They are in a suit or at least a blazer, a blazer and yeah, jeans. Sure. 
but I also work in advertising, so <clears throat> that part of the world is a little more lenient on how people dress versus if you're in a bank, which is where my husband works, um, he wears a suit and tie every single day. Yeah, so that's part of their uniform, right? Exactly. So, yeah, and I'm even noticing that a lot of high-level executives in big companies, so when they're with their teams, they're, they're dressed down, they take the tie off, but they yeah. keep the blazer. Uh, but at a minimum, you know, and maybe you agree or disagree, but at a minimum for anybody going out there, don't ever show up and just dress pants and a dress shirt. Yeah. Throw on a blazer. Yeah. Right? So a blazer can do 100%. A, a, a huge, uh, can really upscale your look for minimal fee. And you 100%. can get this stuff like fairly inexpensive today. So outside of the blazer, the slacks, the, the shirt, the, the, and the blazer... Did I say that twice? Yeah, I did. the tie. Yeah, the, <laughs> so the pants, the shirt, and the blazer. Is there anything else that they can do to bring in a little bit more of their personality into the outfit? Well, I always think that the reason why handkerchiefs and pockets were created for a blazer is to showcase someone's uh, personality. Other than the fact that back in the day, they would use a handkerchief to give it to someone so they could use it. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, <clears throat> the likelihood of you giving your silk handkerchief to someone else to use to blow their nose or something like that is very <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> um, so that's where you would get your pocket square, where you would add some flair to your personality and your look. So even if you didn't come in with a tie, or say you came in with a tie, you realize that that's not really what anyone wears in that workplace, you take it off, at least you have something in your pocket. You have a pocket square, it can be colorful. Even if it's not colorful, it's just plain white or plain black. The way that you put it into your pocket also shows the way your personality a little bit. Oh man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so um, if you were to fold it straight and just tuck it in and it's just a straight line across, mm -hmm. that's a little more conserved. That's a yeah. little more, um, a little more specific in the way that they're, you know, their ideals might be very process driven or their ideals might be very specific on how they maneuver around problems and things like that. Wow. So there's, Versus, so, so are, are you, and this is what I'm hearing. So is there some actual psychology around your, your pocket square? <laughs> this is me making it up. No, no, but this is I, me I thinking I, that's what I no. think when I see someone's pocket yeah, square. So this is so, and you're, you know, you're the expert in this, right? And, and these are your impressions. And I know they're, they're the little details that a lot of people just forget or they don't pay attention to. But yeah, no, I, and now that I think of it, somebody who wears a square cut pocket square is, uh, I want to say more square, right? So, <laughs> more, you know, you talk about process. Sorry, so I, I, don't, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> okay. But it's just little, the little things, right? right? The little things that make the big difference. Right. And then someone who has, say they have the exact same white, plain pocket square, but then rolling it up or making it a little bit of a poof and then putting it into their pocket showcases a little more creativity. Even though it's white and it's plain, mm -hmm. they're still showcasing their personality a little more where they're a little more fluid in processes. Maybe maybe they'll be more inclined to listening more to what other people have to say. This is just off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, no, but I think you're definitely on. Well, because I'm the guy who takes it. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, you know, some people might say it's laziness. But <laughs> no, but I, I think there is uh, an element that says, hey, I'm a little bit creative. I'm a little bit open to ideas and trying different things. Because, you know, being rigid kind of ties you into that 
box, right? Right. So what about people who actually pattern out? You know how sometimes you have a double point, a triple point. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear your opinions on those. I find that a lot of people who um, do that kind of styling of their pocket square is in between. They're in between the kind of personalities where they are, you know, they're maybe... They might be very process driven, but then they're also very creative. They might mm -hmm. be very analytical, but then they're also very um, open to suggestions and, and ideas. <clears throat> For example, I'm thinking of my husband. Sometimes when he goes into certain meetings or he has certain meetings face to face, he puts his pocket square very straight. And he's he has uh, meetings with higher ups on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So he ends up having uh, meetings with VPs or directors or their directors. And so he ends up wearing stuff like that. But then whenever he goes out to a party or he lets me style him, I'll fluff up his pocket square or I'll put more points into his pocket square so there's more definition around that area. And then that showcases a little more flirtiness, a little more like playfulness in his outfit. Okay, flirty, like professional flirty. Not professional like, flirty. He is married, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he's definitely married. <laughs> So, yeah, so, wow. So, outside of a pocket square, so, actually, if people wanted to get information on how to actually fold a pocket square, do you mm -hmm. have any resources that you would recommend? Um, a lot of the time, I let I tell my grooms to go to grooms, YouTube. Grooms, clients, yeah. Yeah, YouTube, um, <clears throat> because it's just um, a better way to visualize because there's videos there, mm -hmm. so you can, you can see how they actually fold it. I do have some videos on my Instagram, on NavK Collection, where there are some um, options for people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. So I'll make sure I include a link to your Instagram site so people can go check that out. So outside of the pocket square and how to fold it effectively so you shine, right? And, and, and I think about this, you know, three years ago. So I started wearing a pocket poof like three or four years ago. Because I call it pocket poof because <laughs> I don't like to fold my stuff because I'm creative apparently. So this is really good. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't wear it because some people get really nervous. And there's one particular friend of mine, he gets, he doesn't want to wear a pocket square, pocket poof, anything to work because he feels really uncomfortable, like it's too much. Mm. But is it ever really too much? No, it's never really too much. I mean, <clears throat> if you think of it this way, if you're the person who's going to be wearing a you're not going to be wearing a tie. You're not going to be wearing a lapel pin. Your pocket square should have something in it. Mm -hmm. Your pocket is there for a reason. Like it's legitimately there to have a pocket square in there so you can give it to someone to use. That was the whole concept behind it. So that's it. like a giving type of concept. <clears throat> yeah. And so the idea is like subconsciously, the idea is that you would have it to share or mm -hmm. you would have it to, you know, give to someone if they needed it. Which has actually happened where I've like needed it from my husband. He'll take out his pockets or he'll give it to me. As long as you're not, <laughs> yeah, as long as you're not blowing your nose and putting it back on your pocket. <laughs> that would be bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but that's what the in original intent was. Like, yeah. You know, you're wiping away a tear. You're blowing your nose. Whatever it is. You're cleaning some dirt off your face. So it definitely has. It's evolved quite a bit. Right. Right. Uh, and it's a small thing. So outside of a pocket square, what else can you do to add a little bit pizzazz to your outfit? So if you're like your friend who's uncomfortable with the pocket mm -hmm. square, it might be it's too much. Um, might think it's too much. You can actually just have a lapel pin and no tie, no pocket square. It will look a bit 
off because usually you don't just have a pocket. Mm -hmm. You don't just have a lip helping. You have other things in that area. But if that's something that you're comfortable with, that's also showcasing a way that you are out of the box. You're someone who's not the traditional sense of wearing a tie and a pocket square where you just want to have a lip helping, show some flair, creativity there, but also pinning it so that it's, it's visible, but maybe it's not too dramatic. So yeah. there's different lapel pins as well. There's magnetic ones. There's ones with buttons. There's one with pins. Um, the ones that we, the ones that I make are with pins. So they actually go into your, they pin into your lapel. Mm-hmm. But you have a button at the top of your, a buttonhole at the top of your lapel. So if you want something that's a bit smaller, but you want to add some flair to your outfit, you can stick it up there. Okay. You can leave it in there. And then at least that way it's not too dramatic. So are you? So this is a question. I actually got two. We'll answer this one first. As you put in the pin, you know how it has the little thing at the end of the pin. Yeah. To like so you don't the stop. prick yourself, right? Right. Um, does that go on the outside or does that go on the inside? <coughs> this it, is a technical question because <laughs> I get confused all the time. So it actually goes on the outside. So you want to, you know, when you have the Remembrance Day. Mm-hmm. Um, pins where you the go, poppies, yeah. yeah, the poppies, and you go in, and then you go back out, and you have to put it through the actual poppy itself, so it stays. Same concept. Okay, so it sticks out. So it it's like at out. the bottom. So you see it. It's visible. Yeah, it's that's why it looks so polished. Oh. Because it's supposed to actually look. Good. So you you also have this on your Instagram site. Yeah. Okay, good. So because I don't know if you you're having issues visually visualizing this so just go check out the website or the the nav the um the nav k instagram site and you'll see it so my other question was around introverts right so introverts really aren't flashy people right um and and this is a conversation because in in a future podcast i'm actually going to be doing a whole podcast on how introverts get through the interview process so i just thought it would be timely for this you know as an introvert I don't want to be flashy. I don't mm-hmm. want to stand out. You know, so how do I dress so I'm comfortable doing that, right? Like, how do I, as an introvert, still get my best self out without, you know, maybe it's too much. Like, I, so what do you, I don't know. So it's, I'd love to get your opinion on, you know, what do you think? Like, It's really funny because my husband is an introvert. Oh, Everything okay. goes back to him because he's the inspiration for this entire um, company in the first place, but he is an introvert. And, um, usually what I suggest for people who are more on that side of the personality is that, um, still wear, you know, wear whatever you're comfortable with. So you still wear a suit of some Mm -hmm. sort, um, polished shoes, a belt, all that. And then when it comes to your accessories, dumb it down a little bit, but not so much that it, excludes your entire personality because you could be an introvert but someone who's very creative mm-hmm. right my husband just happens to be an introvert but he's very analytical okay so usually what i do is i suggest that get something that a pocket square that's more colorful or more patterned but don't okay. make it into a poof, a poof. like make it into it a is. straight line okay. and actual fold it so that you see some something happening alongside your pocket but it's not so dramatic that it brings too much attention to you. Okay. And then dumb down your entire outfit and and more root it down with a solid necktie and you're good to go. You're good to go. Okay, good. So you so on your website I know you have a combination of pocket squares, you have a pin, you have ties as well. 
I, I want to make sure that we don't neglect our female audience because they're about 50% of the people that listen to this. You know, so what can they do to dress for success? Because I know it's a little bit different for men and women and how you show up is actually really important. So, you know, you know, as a woman, you know, how, how do you bring out your best self or what are some of your recommendations? Um, what I usually do when I go to interviews is that um, <clears throat> I kind of think of the actual company itself. So Rogers, for example, I know is a more conservative company, but the department that I'm working in is in advertising. So, you know, that's a little more um, creative and that's a little more fluid with the way that they dress. So I want to have a combination of both. So I end up wearing heels. <clears throat> I try not to do anything high heels. That's just personally oh, yeah. I don't um, because I can't walk. Um, <laughs> Actually, or, I've seen some people on the street. They can't walk in high heels. <laughs> right, um, I also feel so bad for them. I'm I know. Like, Do you want like, some flats? Yeah. I, can, I can help you. It's um, like, like it's painful almost. Anyways, I, you know, just, it, yeah. So just, yeah, go ahead. But yeah, so then, um, and then if you're honestly not comfortable with heels in any way whatsoever, just find really nice flats. Mm -hmm. There's no problem with wearing flats at an interview. And there's no issue with it whatsoever it doesn't make you look less professional wearing flip-flops makes you look less professional yeah. just wearing flats of some kind is fine as well so question and you know because i see this quite a lot especially in the summer right so open toes mm -hmm. right do, do you... not wear open toes okay. do an interview okay good you are not going to a bar do not wear <laughs> open toes to an interview <laughs> okay all right no this is good because you know people might not know this right <coughs> It's great that your nails are done and everything looks fantastic, but yeah. But honestly, like they're not even paying attention to your nails. If anything, they're paying attention to the way that you shake their hand. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that has nothing to do with the way you're dressed. That has or nothing does to do with it. Well, actually, it doesn't. I've had, I've dressed conservatively, met people at events and things like that, and I shake their hand, and legit, their response to me is, that's a nice handshake. Really? It's like the weirdest thing that someone would compliment you on, okay. but it's All actually right. but, something that you should do. But this would come from the inside, right? So yeah. the way you're dressed and the way you look is going to bring a different type of confidence exactly. to, the, to, so the, then, to the forefront, um, right? So then back to the clothing for women. Um, so you end up fine. So you figure out your shoe situation because that's a legit situation you need to figure out. Um, and then... <clears throat> You figure out whether or not you want to wear pants or a skirt. That is also based on your your own comfort level. So mm -hmm. if you wear a fitted skirt or a flared skirt or pants, whichever one, just don't wear jeans. Same concept goes for men. Just okay. don't wear jeans. Um, regardless of where you're going, what interview you're going to, whether it be a part-time gig, full-time, corporate, whatever it is, do not wear jeans to an interview, okay. regardless of who you are. And then... <clears throat> So for women, if you are wearing a blazer, which I tend to wear a blazer when I go to interviews, um, or if I'm speaking at an event of some sort, women don't have pockets in their blazers generally. Okay. And to be honest, it stems from the fact that the man would have the pocket square to give to the woman. Yeah. So this so, is a historical thing. This right? is a whole, I, I, yeah, I, I whole didn't even thing know this. from back in the day. Right. And so for women to get around that showing your personality because women don't usually wear a lot of ties, that ends up being a bit too much conservative. But if that's your personality, then feel free to add it in because mm -hmm. nowadays, even though wearing a tie would seem to be conservative, if it sounds 
a bit weird, but if a woman wears a tie, it's not as conservative as if a man would wear a tie. Okay. Wow. It's just okay. a weird. So it's just a weird. Sounds really sexist kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a subconscious. Am I allowed to say that? I yeah. just said it. <laughs> well, it's too late now. I don't really edit this thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then there's, so you can wear a tie. The only thing about women wearing the tie is that you need to find a proper shirt that has a, a proper collar. Collar, yeah. Those collars are different on women's shirts, right? Yes. there's you. They're usually non-existent. And then when they are, they're... The button doesn't go all the way up to where the collar meets. Mm-hmm. And so then it's hard to wear a tie where half of your shirt is open. So then it defeats the whole purpose. So you have to find a proper shirt. And usually where I find those shirts is places like Zara. That's more, they sell more suits for women as well. So they have more of those types of shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to your accessories, so if you're not into wearing a tie at all, then opt for a lapel pin because your blazer will have a lapel on it. That's how you know you have a good blazer is when your lapel is properly aligned to the rest of your blazer. And there's so many other ways that you can figure that out, figure out if your lapel is good. But generally, you have a lapel on your blazer and add a lapel pin there. And that in itself is good enough for a woman going to an interview because that's honestly one of the only ways that they can show their personality without the rest of their outfit coming into play yeah so and so the lack of pockets brings to my mind you know so how else do i carry my stuff that would be through a purse right right so uh you you wouldn't bring a clutch right no so what i usually do is i have a really (laughs) it's a big ralph lauren bag okay it's probably Oh, I don't know. Oh, like she's the using her head, <laughs> but it's like it's the size of my forearm. Okay. The length of it is the size of my forearm. It has a big um, handle on it, mm-hmm. so it looks like it could. It actually fits my MacBook, my 13-inch MacBook. Okay. So something big like that, that's sturdy. It actually sits up on its own. Okay. It doesn't fall down. Nothing like that. So if you can find a bag, not a clutch or a purse, but an actual bag that's sturdy like that that will help you as well so that's going to help you actually look better in the room 100 percent. because you don't want to be fumbling well a clutch is not enough space because where are you going to put your resume if you bring your because you you always want to bring an extra resume you should always bring your that's a good point so yeah you want to make sure that you have the space for that right i actually have a portfolio when we were building a portfolio in my postgrad and i slip in my resumes and my cover letters and i always have like five or six of them just in there just because you never know exactly and so then um i've been to interviews where the interviewer has printed out the resume but then i'm like oh do you want do you want a colored version Mm because mine is red and gray and they have it black and white so like do you want a colored version do you want the cover letter in person whatever it is so they can have something that you are giving to them um and And it also shows preparedness right so it also shows that you're prepared uh for for that because sometimes people don't print out because i know a lot of companies are now environmentally friendly right so they're not printing stuff anymore right or they're looking at it digitally but there is something special about having it physically in your hand right and so, and then you always have your business cards on the side as well, in case they don't take your resume, you still want to give them something. So all of that should fit into your bag mm-hmm. and your you want to make sure that your bag isn't flimsy because then it might make your papers flimsy, you might lose something, it might flop off somewhere 
um, and you don't want to be fumbling with your bag during that interview. Okay. And the same goes for men too. If you're walking into an interview, you're not necessarily going to have your backpack and things like that. You're just going to have an actual one, uh, a short handled bag, yeah. which would probably be or like, like a laptop even, case of some yeah, sort. Yeah, or even like um, like a foldy thing. I don't even know what they call it. A portfolio it, of some portfolio. sort. Portfolio, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Portfolio, that's it. Unless you're going to bring tech with you, right? Like right. a laptop or an iPad or something. So, you know, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, like this stuff is like really expensive. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm looking for work. I don't have a job. <laughs> or I'm in the process, right? So, you know, so how do I make sure that I manage it within something reasonable? Well, that's why um, going to places like... Zara is a good place to mm-hmm. go find And Zara is like, sorry, I, and Zara is a clothing chain here in, in, North, in North America, but it's also in Europe. Yeah, it stems from Europe. Yeah. But then there's also places, there's actually um, <clears throat> non-for-profit organizations that mm-hmm. help you find clothing mm-hmm. so that you can go to interviews to get the job. Yeah. Because, I mean, there is a percentage of people, men and women out there who don't have a job and partly it part of it is because they don't dress the way they need to dress because they can't afford it because they don't have a job. Correct. So at least that way they can go to a not-for-profit near their area, whether it be even or a thrift shop of some sort. A lot of thrift shops also have um, also have blazers and dress pants. They might not be a full-fledged suit, mm-hmm. but they have something that you can put together yeah. so you can go to an interview and land that job. Yeah, so you don't have to spend you know, a thousand dollars on an outfit because, you know, as I'm going through and I'm putting all the different pieces together, blazer, shirt, blouse, pins, pocket squares, suitcases, da da da. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to go out and be crazy with your spend. You can easily, if you go to a combination of thrift shops, um, department stores, Mm. um, shopping the sales, that's what I usually do, shop the sales for my blazers and things like that. Okay. Um, or if you go to a non-for-profit organization for some items, you can easily get everything for a hundred bucks. Wow. Okay. So this easily. is fin- so this is great. So you don't have to spend a fortune to look great, no. but the goal is to make sure that you do put in the essential outfit together, so right. you do show up because it is important. Like like you said at the beginning, you only get one chance yeah. to make that first impression. And this is their perception of you. Mm-hmm. So no one needs to know that you. I got half of your outfit from a non-for-profit and the other half from a thrift shop. No one will ever ask you unless they really like something that you got. Just say, oh, I I got it like a few years ago from some department store, like Sears or something that's no longer here. (laughs) And you'll never know. Stores that have gone out of business, use those as your reference points if you're buying at a discount place. Yep. Uh, But, and, and actually, I want to make another point. Like, it's important, you know, do I need to do this? Right. And, and I'm thinking about this and I want to say, yes, you need to dress for success because yeah. the way you got to think about it, 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 it's your packaging. And at the end of the day, you're not going for a ten dollar job. You're going for a job that's going to pay you maybe 40, 50, 60, 70 or even one hundred thousand dollars. How you show up says a lot. Right? right. And if you're not preparing yourself for that, you might miss out on that opportunity because you don't spend that little bit extra or right. you don't put in that extra effort to look great for it. So. You know, you don't want to lose, you know, it's great that you have the skills, you have, you know, the experience, you have the knowledge, but, you know, how you show up is just as important, right? Because 97% is your body language and how you show up visually. Right. 
and you can't make that impression if you don't look right. Because right now, because people will turn off, right? Like their heads will turn off when they see somebody come in a little bit, like with the t-shirt and jeans and flip-flops. And yes, people do show up in jeans, flip-flops and, and, and t-shirts. Uh, you don't want to be one of those people, right? What happens on the first day, it doesn't matter. Right. It's what happens in the room. Um, it, it's a little bit harder to get rid of you on yeah. the first day. Uh but, you know, it, it should be consistent with who you are and the level of professionalism that you carry And you want to show that you made the effort, right? Just yeah. like when you're at the job and say you do get the job, you want to show that you actually made the effort to not only show up on time and earlier. Early, I want to say Yeah, early, like 15 yeah. minutes early, just stay there sweating it out. Just wait. <laughs> um, well, we got exercises that people can do before they actually perfect. show up. Yeah, so, yeah <laughs> so, get there early. So yeah, so, you know, make sure you get there early, make sure that you, you know, you've, um, you have water with you, you made the effort to print out your resume, to actually put on clothes that fit you properly, mm -hmm. and to, to just show up. And to just show up means nothing if you don't show up right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So thank you. you you've made some great points now, like definitely... I, I know stuff that I subscribe to, and the reason we met is because I bought a pocket square off your website, and this is how we had started talking. Uh, so if our audience members wanted to learn a little bit more about you and where they can access maybe even get some of these really cool, funky pocket squares like I got, <laughs> and a lapel pin or a man brooch, uh, <laughs> where can they go? Where can they get this info? You can go to www.navkcollection.com. Okay. Um, and it, everything is there on the site. There's um, blog posts on there. There's videos on there. There's media coverage as well. Um, <clears throat> all of the bow ties, neckties, pocket squares, lapel pins are up on the site. There's also a way to contact me directly. Mm -hmm. um, or you can email me at hello at navkc.com. Ask me all of your questions. I actually answer all of my emails, so wow. I will get back to you. That's very impressive. Um, and yeah, and so all of the other information is there as well. And honestly, if there's anyone that is looking for items like suspenders and cummerbunds, items like that, those are coming in as we grow and get bigger. Yeah. yeah. Um, so be sure to check it out because there's new stuff coming. And I know you're, you secretly told me you guys are also working on a woman's line. Yes. yes. Yep. So that's really cool. I'm really, I'm excited. Not that, that these are for me, but yeah, I know this is really exciting for you. So I'll make sure that I include the links in the show notes so you guys can easily click out from, uh, from the podcast out to that so you can see it. So Nav, I just wanted to say thank you for your time today. Thank you for sitting down and sharing your insights on dressing for success with the Zero to Hired audience. I know personally, you know, I, I'm always about just slowly improving and, and just getting that little bit better. And yeah, with the information you've provided us today, you've definitely given us that. So thank you for your time. Thank you thank for sitting you, with John. us. Thank you, John. This is fun. <laughs> cool. And uh, for everybody out there, thank you for tuning in again to the Zero to Hired podcast. Uh, make sure you follow links, click, and you, you'll get uh, some information on how to get, you know, really dress up for success. And make sure you take a look at Nav's Instagram site so you can actually get a lot of the visuals. So you can actually see how it's all put together because that's super important. Thanks again for tuning in and we will catch you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Zero to Hired podcast. Make sure you check out our website, www.zerotohired.com and download your free resume template that's proven to get results, complete with examples and guidelines. Make sure you tune in as we interview leading industry experts who provide tips and strategies to help you get the career that's right for you.